Welcome to the Art of Communication, where entrepreneurs learn to grow their business more effectively through mastering their ability to connect to others. Whether you're looking to increase revenue, widen your network, or just getting others to buy into your vision, we'll help you dramatically transform your business and life by communicating more effectively, improving your leadership skills, and reinvesting time back into your family. You're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and your life. So let's start the conversation with your host, Greg Rice. What's up, guys? Coming at you today with a very important topic for my solo episode, which is how to build your network in 2021, right? The saying goes that your network is your net worth. And in my experience, that couldn't be truer. So I want to talk about a couple different things in this episode. First, it's just the fundamentals of networking and how to build a strong network and probably some mistakes that you might be making. Second is how to do it in 2021 during COVID when we can't actually meet anybody in person. And third is how do you tend to it in the future and make sure that that network continues to grow and continues to add value for you. So my hope for you is that these tips lead to adding at least one new connection to your network and hopefully many, many more than that. Enjoy. Paul Revere. We all know his name, right? The red coats are coming. The red coats are coming. But the question is, why don't we also know the name William Dawes? So there were two riders at night. One went north, one went south, Paul Revere and William Dawes. And the answer to why we never hear William's name, but we always hear Paul Revere's, is because Paul Revere had a much more extensive network. He was much more connected. And so his message, as he spread it out, spread that much more effectively throughout the countryside. He had that much more success at spreading that message, and therefore we know his name today. It's just a really powerful example of the power of networks. A study done at the University of Pennsylvania found that virtually every sage of antiquity, so people like Freud, Picasso, Galileo, became such icons not just because of their genius, but because of the types of networks that they had to spread that genius. In fact, they only found three examples in history where that wasn't the case. It really makes you wonder how much genius we didn't know about because they didn't have such powerful networks. So today, I want to help you to build a stronger and more far-reaching network for you, whether it's for sales, building relationships, finding investors, whatever the reason, I want to help you build a stronger and better network. And there's really three areas that I want to dive into. The first is the fundamental, right? Fundamentals, networking fundamentals, some of the core things that you need to know to build an effective network and some things you might be doing wrong. Second, I want to get into a very timely topic, which is how can we network when we can't actually meet people in person? And then the third is how do we keep a strong network over time? It's not just about meeting people, but how do we maintain and tend to that network over time? But let's start by diving into the fundamentals. What makes a good network and, and how do you build one? Well, most networks today are very clustered. That is, everyone is likely to be connected with everyone else, right? The majority of folks that you have in your network and you know probably know the majority of other folks in your network. And according to some research done at Harvard, if you've introduced yourself to 65% or more of your network, your network is probably a little bit too clustered. And this is an issue because your network becomes full of people who resemble you. You don't get any new innovative thinking for one, but number two, it's very hard to connect to other networks which are also clustered. You need a go-between, a broker, if you will. So a great way to check this for yourself is to build out a map of your network. The framework that was developed by Harvard Business Review is, is super easy. It's just three columns long. 
It's name, who introduced you to them, and who did you introduce them to. And if you're seeing your name pop up a lot in that second column, then your network's probably a little too clustered. If you're seeing somebody else's name pop up there, though, they're probably a power broker for you. So you want to definitely keep that in mind. So how do you expand your network? One great way to do it is through similar activities. So essentially getting involved in groups and activities that will help you to build new connections. These could be sports teams, nonprofits, volunteer associations, and other organizations. Research shows that you build the strongest bonds when you work on a project that has significant meaning for both you and the other person, right? So by getting involved with things that you're passionate about and working with other folks who are passionate in that area, you're going to build networks with folks who you otherwise wouldn't meet out in your day-to-day life. I've certainly seen this in my career. When I was in college, someone came and spoke about the Greater Pittsburgh Food Bank. After the talk, I went up and I asked, you know, how could I help expect them to say, well, you know, come volunteer in the warehouse. But I was studying finance and she said, why don't you come to our finance committee meetings and and be part of the finance committee, which was super exciting for me, bringing two passions together, right? Helping folks with hunger and getting a first rate view of what's going on in the finance committee of a major nonprofit. And what turned out happening is that a number of key executives around the Pittsburgh area were also part of that finance committee. So I was able to build a really powerful network that ended up being hugely important to the development of my career over the years, right? So getting involved in things that you're passionate about, getting involved in similar activities is going to help you build your network. And that's how you build relationships. The last note, though, is that this doesn't have to be something in person, especially today during COVID times. You can do this virtually. You can get involved with online groups, online events. Uh, Something I just saw was PodFest, right? I'm obviously a podcaster, so it's something I can get involved with and help out with and start to build a network of other folks who are passionate about podcasting. And that might be a lot easier for you to do, especially right now why we all are avoiding in-person meeting as much as possible. And that's actually a great transition to my second topic which is how to build networks when you can't meet anybody in person. See, I'm personally a huge fan of meeting in person. I always make it a point to get out and see my clients, no matter where they're at around the country. I want to meet them in person. Just good relationships are built that way and good things happen. But I've also had a tremendous amount of success building my professional network using social media, like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. The way that I went about it is, I started by building a list of folks who I wanted to develop relationships with, who I wanted to be part of my network. Then I chunked that up, right? I took five or 10 a day and and just did a little research on them, right? What are they posting about? What are they liking? What's important to them? What are they likely trying to accomplish? Then I reach out with a personalized note, right? Something like, we haven't met before, but I love what you're doing with your podcast. I'd really welcome the opportunity to, to connect with another podcast lover, Right? It's obviously personalized to them, and it's not just kind of spamming them with LinkedIn invitations to connect. And I found it's much more effective to connect that way. Now, once they do connect, I'm not trying to sell them something right on the spot, right? I, I rather, I might say something like, thanks for connecting. You know, I saw this article I thought you might find really interesting based on this. Or I might say, you know, I love to get to know the folks in my LinkedIn network. Would you be open to a quick virtual cup of coffee to get to know each other a bit? And I found that both of those tasks can be very successful. Then over time, I want to look for opportunities to add value, right? Maybe it's sharing a post of theirs. Maybe it's making an introduction or or sharing something that's really relevant for them and what they're trying to accomplish. Another strategy that I really love 
was created by Gary V. And he calls it the $1.80 strategy. In this, he suggests identifying the top 10 hashtags that are most important to you in your industry. Then every day, go out to the top nine posts in those hashtags and leave your two cents, right? So two cents times nine times 10, $1.80. That's where the name comes from. Very simple. But that might mean liking something or adding a thoughtful comment or even answering a question that another follower posted previously. It can be a really powerful way to just become part of the conversation and begin to build your network of those people who are talking about those things that are really important to you in your industry. And hashtags in general are just a really great tool for finding other folks who you might want to fit into your network. Now, once you have your network, you want to continue to build it, obviously, but you also need to tend to it. You can't just reach out to somebody who you haven't spoken to in three years and start asking them for stuff, right? You have to build those relationships. And my go-to here is Jordan Harbinger. Um, He taught me a lot about maintaining and tending to my network. As he always says, you have to dig the well before you're thirsty. When I had him on the show, he shared a number of tremendous suggestions for doing this. So one great one is that he just spends a few minutes every day reaching out to, say, five or ten folks who he hasn't talked to in a long time. And again, he's not trying to sell them or anything. He's just reaching out with a simple note like, hey, we haven't talked in a while. What's new with you? To facilitate this, he simply goes to the bottom of his text messages or social network feed or email to see who he hasn't talked to in a long time, right? Because those folks at the bottom are the folks who you haven't talked to in a really long time. So he pulls maybe five or 10 of them and he reaches out to them and he just stays in touch that way. And it's, it's a really powerful way to do it. Steve Sims has also taught me a lot about how to maintain a network. He'll actually say he's in a plane reading a magazine and he sees an article or an ad that reminds him of somebody, right? Maybe it's for high-end bourbon that he had previously with somebody else. He'll actually rip that out, put it in an envelope and send it with a personalized handwritten note to that individual. And, And that's really meaningful, right? It's kind of really easy, but it's really meaningful to the individual who's receiving that. It lets them know that you're thinking about them. Another great way to continue to tend to your network is to look for cross-pollinization, proactively looking for opportunities to introduce somebody in your network to somebody else in your network that might be a valuable connection for them. And Jordan actually has some great advice here too that he calls a mutually beneficial introduction. So what he means by that is he'll reach out to both parties and ask them if it's okay to connect them before actually bringing them together. And therefore, he, he goes a long way in not making either party uncomfortable and just making sure that it's going to be a valuable connection for both people involved. And then the last thing is just continue to look for opportunities to add value, always keeping up with them and what the primary objectives are, what they're looking to accomplish, and how can you help them accomplish it. It's about giving. It's not about taking. The more you give, the more you're going to get. And that leads me to my quote that I'd like to close with, and that is the currency of real networking is not greed, but generosity by Keith Ferrazzi. And in my experience, that couldn't be truer. So get out there and start building your network. Don't let the momentum stop now. Continue your path towards connecting at another level by joining the Communication Nation. We'll be discussing today's topics as well as more real-world solutions to transforming your life personally and professionally at facebook.com slash groups slash join the Communication Nation. Remember, you're only one good conversation away from transforming your business and life. And that conversation starts right here on The Art of Communication.